Welcome to High Jinx, the place where we build nothing out of something. I am Joe, one of two people involved in this particular show. Joined today by Noah. Noah, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs only needed 13 seconds to score the game-winning field goal. What's the coolest thing you can do in 13 seconds? Well, we're going to keep it PG-13 for the kids. Uh, that being said, I'm going to go with tie my shoes. You know, I'm, I'm pretty quick. I know there's a couple of different methods out there. I'm not sure what my method's called, but I think I can tie both shoes under 13 seconds. I hate to break it to you. That's not that impressive. Uh, tie Both shoes? Okay, both shoes. Maybe, both maybe I'll shoes. give it to you. I, I, was, I was thinking you were thinking while I was like, I can tie a shoe in a lot faster than that. Yeah. You don't want to tie a shoe off. I've never I'm like, timed it. I'm like 2.7 seconds. Yeah, I was thinking like, five or six seconds for both. I'm the Usain Bolt of uh, shoe tying. Now they come undone a lot. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> so there's a little bit judge. of an investment thing. Uh, okay, your tying your shoe. Uh, let's see. Yeah, keep it uh, PG. I mean, I could drink a diet soda in 13 seconds, if you know what I mean. Um, Ooh, that's sick. Chuck, chuck, chuck some whiskey. Not really diet soda. That was a euphemism. Chuck some whiskey. Wait, what? is that really a skill? That's not really a skill. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess it could be. Usually a bad idea. Usually a bad idea. But 13 seconds is not a lot of time. It's well, kind of the point here. It's like, what can you really, you know, I, I could maybe find something to watch on Netflix in 13 seconds. Like maybe if I absolutely had to. Uh, you can tie a cherry stem with a knot in your mouth, right? No. I like I've seen no, you do that. No, I can't do that. Oh, okay. I, must be No, no ability to do that whatsoever. That, be like, your life is on the line. <laughs> All you have to do is tie this chair. I'll be like, oh, goodbye, Earth. <laughs> well, maybe something to work on. It's been fun. Oh, yeah. Definitely a skill I'll continue to develop. Let's find out where is our mind. Maybe the greatest weekend of play of football ever. You know, I don't want to be hyperbolic and just say, oh, that was, that was the best game or that was the greatest. But, but I mean, probably it was. All four games were decided on the last play of the game. I needed a cigarette. I don't even smoke cigarettes. Yep. I was like, I'm, I'm going to start smoking after that Chiefs Bills game. I was like, I, I need to cool down here somehow. I was like, I, I, I just, I'm going to start smoking cigarettes now after that game just to have a way to relax. All four games decided by on the last play. And whether you want to say the Chiefs Bills was the greatest game of the year minimum, decade, possibly century, maybe playoffs of all time. Like I, Maybe like maybe maybe not the best game, but the greatest two minutes of all time. I mean, uh, you know, twenty five points in the last two minutes. <laughs> you know, it was amazing. The Bills score, the Chiefs score, the Bills score, the Chiefs score. That that's insane. I didn't get to see much of the games on Saturday, and saw maybe half of the Rams Bucks, but but saw a good chunk of, of Bills Chiefs, and and definitely saw the the second half of the fourth quarter into overtime. So. You know, if I was going to not be able to watch them all, I'm really glad that I was was watching that one or I would have been bummed. Oh, that was it, they laid it out perfectly schedule wise that that was the last one. And if you're watching the first like two, three quarters, it was a normal game, like a good game, but a normal game. And then it just went to this other level, <laughs> you know, that you could just see Mahomes and Allen kind of picking up speed and the defenses were toasted and. I mean, they just, they just, it, it was I mean, kind of magical uh, to watch them at their, at their best. So this is the second year in a row they played in the playoffs. Uh, I mean, Bills fans, 
I mean, they'll get over this loss sometime in the year 2075. You know, they're <laughs> or they're just so used to stuff like this, kind of like the Vikings and the Bills. I, I just feel like this stuff happens to you all the time. Well, their fans are, are really passionate, so I, I would say they'll bounce back. They seem to have some optimism about them. But for this year, I feel like we've already seen the Super Bowl. If you want to talk about two best teams, man, I, I can't imagine, like you said, that it's going to get any better than that. So, you know, back to our point about creating some type of bracket where we can end up with the right Super Bowl matchup would have been great. Imagine if, if you had all the hype and anticipation and energy that comes with the Super Bowl and we had that that finish. Oh my gosh, you, you would have seen an entire nation ejaculate. <laughs> Yeah, all at once. All at once. I mean, <laughs> all at once. No, nobody knows the amount of energy that would create, like what would actually happen. It could be stronger than, you know, an atomic bomb. Who knows? I mean, the, there's just like two forces coming together. This is the second year in a row they've played in the playoffs. Mahomes, Allen, two. Mahomes has gotten the better both times. I think they're three and one overall, uh, including regular season. But Bills fans, all that, what do they have to be doing? I mean, just going to bed in their, in their Josh Allen pillowcase and just being like, at least he's ours. He's already signed to the extension. I mean, he is theirs. Like, you know, they've got him. <laughs> is this a, uh, this pillowcase that you sleep in, is that something you do? Or is this something you heard that goes on in, in Buffalo? Uh, well, I don't know if they sleep in the pillowcase, but I'm imagining like Josh Allen on like his face on the pillowcase. So that uh, when oh, okay, you, okay, okay. so that when you yeah, yeah. lay down, it's like you, Josh Allen are cheek to cheek. A little good night kiss. Yeah. Yeah. A little good night kiss is in play if you want, or you could just hug. You just hug it out, you know, it's, it's optional, but I imagine they're just kind of like wrapping their arms around the Josh Allen pillowcase. And yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that I could see. And we're getting a little ahead of ourselves, but I am hoping in a way that this is the new Brady and, and Peyton Manning, or, you know, take your pick of, of classic matchups, but so far with Mahomes two and O, I don't know if they played any other times, but in the playoffs two and O, you know, of course, you talk about Peyton Manning and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and all these guys and how historically great they are yet Brady has so many Super Bowl wins and they only have one or in some cases two each. And you just think, you know, Peyton Manning being in the AFC, how many times he got eliminated by Brady. And it's like, man, I, I really hope that's not the fate for Josh Allen. You know, not that, Ooh. you know, not that there's any sympathy for the career Peyton Manning had. He, he did all right for himself, but you know, it just feels like Mahomes is dominating and man, Josh Allen getting fired up though, the intensity with, with which he was yelling at his team in a good way and pumped at the end of that game, man, I was ready to go in. I mean, when you, when you have a minute and two seconds left and you, on a playoff game and you have to win and they, Josh Allen brings them down and they do, you know, in like less than a minute's time, like 45 seconds time. So good. Yeah. I'm glad he's pumped up. Like they, they should have won the game. 13 seconds is in, insane. You know, 35 seconds. Is, oh, that's way too much time for Mahomes. 13 seconds. They had two plays credit to them for having the timeouts. That was huge. Uh, and I mean, what a run. I mean, they, they hit Hill, they hit Kelsey. I mean, it was, they called it perfectly. And the juxtaposition of the two guys demeanor and the fact that they both were basically flawless in that stretch, Allen, super intense yelling, like look on his face, like anybody gets in my way, I'm going to rip them apart. And Mahomes, he's like, like a linebacker running the ball, Josh Allen. 
Yeah. I mean, I love it. And then Mahomes is like, it's cool, bro. Pass me that J. We got this. <laughs> and, 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 and both styles work, you know, and, and that's amazing too, you know, to see that, Hey, you don't have to be one way or another. It's what works for you and your team. That's a cool point. You can be yourself, uh, you know, and like Mahomes does have, you know, he's, he's kind of got, I don't want to say it's been there for It's not like the days go by any means. It's not aloof. Nope. That's not what I'm saying. He's got a focused intensity, but he is chill. You know, it seems yeah, he doesn't, doesn't get overwhelmed. The, the moment's not too big. And understandably he believes that he can overcome any situation on the football field. <laughs> and he's, you know, to this date, mostly true. So I, I, it's just an ultimate confidence in himself and his team. He's like, yeah, 13 seconds. No problem. We got Patrick. This. We're going to need you to levitate on this drive. That's our only chance. All right. I've never done that, but uh, all right. I don't see why right. not. You want to, you want to run through it or anything? No, I got it. Let's, let's do this. I got it. Whatever. Hike on three. <laughs> He's know. just incredible. I, I'm glad that his greatness is, is shining again. There was a minute, a minute where, People forgot about Patrick Mahomes when Lamar Jackson went off and took the MVP, I guess, two years ago. And Mahomes didn't have as great of a season, although all the season's been great. It, you know, Lamar was getting all the spotlight. And then since then, you know, Lamar is who he is. It's got flashes of greatness, but it uh, seems like he'll always be limited. And then, you know, now I, I feel like it's just reversed. You know, no one's, no one's talking about it. They'd rather have Lamar Jackson over Patrick Mahomes. No, 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 no. But I do remember that. I mean, Lamar, Lamar was number was one a minute. He had, he had it the title belt that year. He was yeah. the best QB. Uh, and it, you know, it's even like, you know, people like, Oh, you know, uh, who's going to go first in fantasy drafts, you know, right. Jackson Mahomes. That was like a legit thing. Uh, and it was based on an assumption that he would continue to improve as a passer. Right. It was it was a little bit of a, a future. It was like, OK, this was really good because his running was so incredible. And let's just assume he's going to be able to keep the, the running up for a few more years in his prime. The passing was going to have to get better. And it really has. not And when you were talking about Mahomes, you know, pe- people falling out of favor with Mahomes. I thought you're going to refer to this year. I mean, there was like well, a four yeah, or five game stretch where he looked kind of ordinary. And it's yeah, it just reminding me of like a, a great starting pitcher gets shelled three, four, five times in a row. And you're like, what is happening? <laughs> Have they lost it? And they're like, no, they're just like, something's a little bit off. They, you know, they just got to like get the mechanics right. And then there'll be Jacob DeGrom again. You know, there'll be, yep. you know, some Max Scherzer, whoever you want to think about, right? You know, they get shelled every once in a while. And I guess Mahomes looks human at parts of the year. I mean, the, the Chiefs have been confounding all season. You know, they it is had amazing that terrible to run again. They're like three and thirteen against the spread over the last, you know, dating from last year into this year. And here we are, AFC Championship yet again. And here we are, AFC Championship. And they almost got three the one row. seed. I'm still annoyed. I mean, like, who do we blame? I want to blame the, the Chiefs and the Bills for losing like one too many games in the regular season. Otherwise, we would have had <laughs> Bengals Chiefs last week, Bills Titans. Both would have been cool matchups. Yeah, it, it would have been, and and that would have at least given us, you know, what seems to be the the best matchup within the AFC Championship if we can't have it as a Super Bowl. That being said, we're pretty pro Bengals here at High Jinks, and oh yeah, you're not going to hear me complain about seeing the orange and black in the AFC Championship. Titans were frauds. 
<laughs> we were all over this one. It was not into them at all this year. I, they were like a paper tiger. I, it's like I, they kept being these good teams. I, mean, I want to give them credit. Like Vrabel's right. a good coach. They are a good team, but they weren't ever great this year. You know, I mean, they just, right. you know, to think that they'd be able to rise up. I, I felt like they were playing their best games in the middle of the season. And those were really good games. And they'll probably play at that level again, but they don't have a, they don't have another gear. Well, holding the Bengals to 19 is a very successful day for the defense. You, you know, yeah. no one's going to look at that, especially after what they just did and say, oh, the defense could have played better. I mean, without even knowing the, the specific game flow, but 16 points, I mean, against a, you know, above average, but not great defense i mean i haven't looked at the, the stats lately but i don't think the Bengals are a top five defense or anything um no. you got to be able to score you got to be able to do more than that you know henry coming back three yards of carry not to great expected i mean that's not the problem yeah aj brown had a great game julio finally did a little something but three interceptions i mean that's all that's it that's all you gotta know you can't throw three interceptions i mean the titans had nine sacks nine sacks right That's i mean incredible. burrow watching the game burrow was just like and they'd be in terrible spots too it'd be like third and five and then it'd be like fourth and 17 and like now they're out of field goal range like burrow was taking some bad sacks when mm. they were on him right away but like you got to adjust like mm-hmm. I, burrow looks amazing right but taking nine sacks is not going to cut it at some point you just can't give up those yards in those plays like that he's got to get rid of the ball faster it, it but like even the Bengals coach is like, hey, that that's part of our success that he he holds on to the last minute trying to find the amazing play. It's just the type of thing looks like it's going to come back to bite them if they don't fix it, you know, really this week. <laughs> but if not this week into the next season, because the Bengals look awesome on offense. I mean, you know, Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow. I mean, this is like this is such an awesome pairing for the next, you know, hopefully, who knows how long, but hopefully like 10, 15 years. It's incredible the clearly the bills and chiefs are going to be strong teams for the foreseeable future. It seems the same for Cincinnati. I mean, that could really be a power trio for, you know, the next five years at least. And it's exciting. I've talked about it before. I'm I'm glad we're coming to the end of that quarterback era with these older guys with any statistical thing. It's hard to separate out the different eras because passing became the focal point of football within their era. So yeah, the, the QB play different. just keeps getting better and better. Yeah. And some of it's just the game shifting and some of it, you know, it, it seems like guys are more athletic and all that. So chicken or egg scenario, but I, I think most people would agree that this era of Brady breeze, Manning, Rogers, it, Rogers, definitely those, those are the, the Mount Rushmore. And then, you know, you got a handful of other really good ones. So I'm excited to see it come to an end though. It's time, you know, Roger seems like he's considering retiring, you know, Roethlisberger's done for sure. Brady is definitely considering it too. You know, we'll see. What do you think Rogers and Brady come back? Well, we're going to play stay or go next week. So that's our oh, big thing. We got oh, a whole, oh. yeah, we got a whole stay or go going. We're going to, we're going to run through like perfect all, teaser. Yeah. All the situations, uh, stay or go like Jalen hurts, Russell Wilson, you know, tune in next week as we play stay or go. An actual tease that we that we followed through on. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about this game: Evan McPherson, legit weapon. I mean, this Swag kid too. This, yeah, I mean he he can swing it, man. McPherson is really good. Eleven for eleven in kicks, 
that includes like this week and last week, right? So in the playoffs, including extra points and field goals, he's 11 for 11. Last week, he had one extra point, four field goals and won them the game. These aren't perfect. He's not kicking a dome. Like he is, he's a fifth round pick. They traded down in the second round, picked up an extra fifth. They used it on him. Like what a difference. Great, I mean, great GM work right there. Cincinnati's draft this year was, was awesome. Yeah. Incredible. So do you think someone like Evan McPherson had and has a poster of Justin Tucker on his wall? You know, are, are kickers obsessed with, with the goat kicker, like other positional players are? I hope so. He reminds me of like diet Tucker, you know, <laughs> like okay, where... I'm sure he'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, Tucker is like, you know, I mean, the, the guy you'd already. be okay being called diet LeBron or diet Jordan. Yeah, exactly well as a rookie rice yeah, yeah as a rookie i mean but he he has that kind of vibe to me i'm watching him oh, I'm yeah. like this guy reminds me of tucker like i if, yeah. if tucker can't be out there i want evan mcpherson you know as, as the dude he's awesome so you know do you give him a chance against the chiefs i guess we'll find out when we get to, when we get to bets uh let's talk about the ice bowl rogers maybe maybe the sayonara maybe the goodbye forever the swan song, probably most likely in Green Bay. Not totally sure, but do you want to start with the, the Packers folding up shop in the fourth quarter or the Niners taking control of the game? You know, how do you want to view this one? Yeah, the, of course, it's both. You know, the Packers are a good team, we're a good team by most anyone's measure. So I think for that reason, you got to give it to the Niners. The, the the run though of or or lack of a run and only having two Super Bowls in in thirty years definitely begs the question. You got Brett Favre are, and Rogers, like I mean, right? Not two dominant first ballot Hall of Famers. Are they just a notch above the Cowboys? They've they've made the playoffs more. They've had more, you know, deep playoff runs. I'm sure because the Cowboys have had. Yeah, they've definitely had way more playoff wins and a more recent Super Bowl. I mean, the Cowboys. You know, like uh, our friends were joking, like you got to have a VHS tape to watch Cowboys playoff. Totally. (laughs) You know, you really do. You got to have like uh, uh, the old VCR setup, surround sound. Because you are talking mid nineties, and after that, it's they have been. So I, the Packers have been better than that, but it, I mean, it is a little disappointing, right? Uh, the Cowboys have not won a Super Bowl since any of us have had an email address. That's crazy, yeah. And they have like a couple playoff wins in that time. So bad. The so, the relentless optimism of their fans. It's just <laughs> incredible to see. It's inspiring in in a way. Uh, but they are like, oh, God's favorite team. Like, eh, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. This is the year. I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. You might, you know. Okay. I don't think that's working out. God seems to have turned their attention away uh, completely. Yeah, I mean, God's got jokes too. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so the pack, I mean, like, two, one, if Rogers has a Peyton Manning vibe to me right now in that he's probably going to go somewhere else. And he'd probably win a Super Bowl there, just like how Peyton won one with Denver. And it's like, if he only does get this one Super Bowl, I mean, it's enough, but it's very disappointing. You you know, multiple MVP. It is. It is. But luckily, he's just, you know, so cool now that he doesn't give a fuck about anything. So 
he'll just be like, yeah, whatever. Cancel culture. My name's A-Rod. What's up? And he, he can't play the Brady card either because AFC, NFC. So Brady's mostly been in the AFC. And so it's like, the, you know, it's not like he's made a bunch of Super Bowls, but keeps losing to Brady or something. You know, Right. It, he doesn't have a good excuse. So Niners, we got to talk to them at least a little bit. Like they, I mean, kind of pulled it out of the Debo's of the man. The Debo is the man. Debo's the man. De- Debo's no, the no man. He's their weapon X. You know, third and seven, one minute left. Everyone's thinking they're going to have to pass here. Hand off to Debo, and he like gets 10, 12 yards. Awesome play call by Shanahan. Uh, awesome run by Debo. He he is definitely their secret weapon, and. They have this formula that seems like it can win football games, you know, playoff games in cold weather. You know, they've got the great defense. They've got the excellent special teams. They've got the, you know, unique weapons with Samuel and IU can do things and Kittle. They got a decent running game. And then you got this below average quarterback. I mean, it's basically the New York Giants recipe. How it is. They're they're two Super Bowls. That's that's totally what they're doing. And just as a reminder, the Giants won two Super Bowls, including like if it ends up being the 49ers Chiefs, it's very giving me big time Giants Patriots vibes when Patriots run that perfect season. You know, like just the idea of Jimmy Garoppolo beating Patrick Mahomes in a circle seems outlandish. A little bit of vibes, although very different in the sense, like we said earlier, Chiefs have struggled this year, whereas the Patriots. But just undefeated. as like the greatest, like even if the Chiefs struggle this year, this would be back to back Super Bowls if they make yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Well, or three in a row will it be. No, I, I, I think they want no, back to back. Oh back-to-back. yeah, this is bad. Could somebody look this up? Uh, what's our producer's name again? This. Uh, Scotty. 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 New guy. Let us know the answer uh, when you can. Uh, hey, new guy. When you finish up that toilet, you look this up for us. <laughs> Who Noah won the Super Bowl. Is, Noah's really sorry about that, man. Yeah, it's part uh, of the job, man. Okay, Scotty just pinged me. Kansas City has been to two straight Super Bowls. They beat San Francisco two years ago. Holy shit. 31 to 20. Man, I barely Who knew. <laughs> and, and then Tampa Bay beat the Kansas City 31 to 9. Not close. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we forgot the Bucs won the Super Bowl last year. Is that yeah. what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> I knew that one, but it was, yeah. <laughs> No, because you said that they went it two years in a row. So no, no, they even... went two years in a row. Oh, oh yeah. I thought you, I thought the question was, have they won it back to back? Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, oh. we would know that. You know, they went two years in a row. They'd be going to their third straight Super Bowl. Dominating yeah. the AFC. Which and is then you'd the have old, the 49ers. That's the old Patriots role. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, what I'm saying. They're like the new Patriots. Well, yeah, I, I see what you're saying with the vibes. If, if Debo's their secret it's the worst kept secret he's been touching the ball like 20 times a game pretty much the whole season so yeah i think he's just kind of unstoppable he's one of those guys you can say uh he's going to touch the ball 20 times and not a whole lot you can do about it because they find creative ways to get the ball in his hand and he runs angry and i love that like he's the guy that you think you got him down and you tell he's just pissed off you know dragging people pushing for another yard really really unusual for a receiver that said, he reminds me of Anquan Bolden. I, I've always had that in my head, and I never really hear people say that, but it's like, I, and I don't know if it's just because they're both Niners, but I see that like stocky, like tough guy 
but also like really dominant. He's got that Anquan Bolden toughness. Yeah. Yeah. Like they just, I know they're not the same exactly, but just that kind of mentality and, and strength as a receiver are, you know, somewhat rare. And Bolden had a, got tackled, had a broken face and held onto the ball. I mean, and played the next week. Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Probably should not have played. Yeah. Like in retrospect, <laughs> in retrospect, but I mean, maybe he was fine, you know, but at least, you know, a broken face, uh, take a week off, man. Take a week eh, off. Face bones are overrated. So 49ers look kind of dangerous, uh, but it feels like it's, they're running hot, but I mean, they, this is kind of what they do. Yeah. I could see it going either way. I honestly have no idea. You know, you got to pick a side, but I won't be surprised with either outcome. It was a little bit like the Bills Chiefs. You, you know, yeah, like, no one should have lost that game gambling. Like it should have just been, all right, everyone wins because that was flukish. And, uh, well, on this one, everyone's getting their money back. I th- could see the Rams kicking their ass. Like I, either really any outcome. Like I could see like, okay, well, the shoe fell off or whatever the saying is for Cinderella. The other shoe what, what the hell is it saying? Something about shoes, right? Um, you know, the Cinderella run has ended. <laughs> Niner- <laughs> so, something about shoes slipping, slip, yeah, slippery shoes. Their run has come to an end. Or, like you said, they're built for this. They won again. Wow. Two Super Bowls in three years. I mean, that's incredible. That could be incredible. That would be awesome. With Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. Yes, definitely Flacco, Eli Manning, Trent Dilfer, those kind of vibes. Which so we game? mentioned we mentioned Rams Bucks. The Rams almost folded. <laughs> they came so close to folding. They Brady tried. is like, I love this. I'm built for this. 28 to 3 memories, 27 to 3, close enough. They don't take over the game, but they just inch closer. Uh, they just they kick a field goal. It's like 27 to 6. You know, then they then they get a touchdown, then they get a fumble recovery. You know, they they just kind of inched their way into uh, a tie game and then Stafford out of nowhere makes pass of his life. Perfect spiral. I mean, just beautiful arc to this thing to your boy, our boy Cooper cup uh, who you want to tell us about. I do. Let, let's, let's head on over to the weekly segment called I am obsessed with Cooper cup. And <laughs> with this week's update, the secrets of the Ram strategy and how they got such a man like Cooper cup with the it's so cool. 69th pick. Maybe he did it on purpose. Who knows? They were going to take him like he's 69 a little earlier. They're like, Oh no, bro, we got you. We'll trade down 69. That'd be awesome. But they have a whole strategy. The last, uh, I, I don't even remember now, several years, more than a few, I want to say four or five years, they have traded the, first round picks over the, over the, I said that oh, they just, they, they're like, they a have no first draft. round picks. They, right. they have not had a first round draft pick for several years and it's intentional. So their strategy is to, they've calculated, it seems like in a very analytical way, which in this case, it seems like legitimate analytics <laughs> as we've highlighted some of the uh, uh, less legitimate uses of analytics. And they've calculated that the return on value for a first round pick in a trade to land presently really good players like Matthew Stafford and Bond Miller and Odell Beckham uh, to name a few is uh, well worth it. And, but to be able to successfully pull that off, you have to acquire more picks later in the draft and find value. And to find value, you have to have advanced metrics that go beyond 
the things that everyone else is looking at. So we talked about Cooper Cup not being, you know, obviously uh, good in terms of measurable. So he ran a four six two at the combine, which had probably him, about what I would do. Yeah, that's about what I would do if I was wearing, you know, huge boots and a parachute. Yeah, like really baggy jeans. Jinkos. You always yeah. do that. Every time we're going to run a 40, you show up in Jinkos. <laughs> well, I like to give you guys a fair shot. But he was incredibly dominant in college. Like, yes, it was FCS. but Vans, just, high tops. Yeah, yeah. I, those, uh, those chucks. <laughs> the, the worst running shoe of all time. He was amazing, but they... You know, he, he was falling in the draft. So here, here's a couple of things the Rams considered. One, somewhat obvious, but obviously, you know, not everyone uh, took it seriously. He was even better against FBS teams. So uh, against Oregon, he had 246 yards. Against Washington, he had 145 yards and three touchdowns. <laughs> and so this is at Eastern Washington. So, okay, there kind of goes the competition argument. And the Washington game was against Marcus Peters, who was Ooh. a Legit really good player. corner. So it's like, uh, hello. But the 462 scared people off. Luckily, somehow the Rams got a hold of GPS tracking data, which can produce numbers such as how fast someone runs on every play from that year's senior bowl. So I guess everyone wears sensors at the senior bowl, and mm. they saw that he was actually much faster than a 462 indicated so his game speed for whatever reason was fast and they were like oh man here we go so uh pretty amazing that he won the triple crown in the nfl from eastern washington after going 69th overall and you know i'm kind of surprised the rams revealed that that little nugget man you know. competitive advantage and let's look at the play the cup scored the touchdown it was a dash it was a 40 yard dash stafford throws a bomb it was like the exact play that he was right too slow. That, that, that is quite the full circle yeah uh, you know it's 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 nuts and the rams are allergic to first rounders like they're like uh you know you're on a keto diet and you accidentally buy something like with carbs you're like oh fuck these oreos have real sugar i got fuck fuck i thought these were the organic uh, can I trade this for anything? They just don't want first rounders around. I kind of like that vibe because not everyone's doing it. If everyone was trying to do it. It loses its advantage. But since they're like going all in, you know, it's like you're punting one thing. Like, right, we won't have first round picks. We'll do everything else well. Yeah, it's uh, if they win a Super Bowl, you know, I, I think it's going to be looked at like the Cubs were when uh, Theo, what's his face, you know, kind of changed the the game. <laughs> 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 change, change the game over there <laughs> so i got one more one more thing nfl wise that came across my radar uh, in the last week that made me chuckle i saw that the panthers are interviewing the colts running back coach for their vacated head coach position now i don't know anything about the guy i don't know his name could be an incredible coach and i know head coaches come from different backgrounds special teams coaches etc but i couldn't help but think how dumb some of these executives are and how we've talked about there's just no creativity no one you know no. uh, other than the rams apparently uh, can think outside the box they just kind of follow the leader and go after names they've heard of i can just see the executives of the panthers going to like the basic ranking of top players this year and be like holy shit you guys see this season jonathan taylor had wow who's, who's his coach, coach there 
he's probably awesome. <laughs> it must be the coach. <laughs> must be the coach. It must be the Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor's really awesome. And we knew that. that's why he was a second round pick. Uh, yeah. So anyway, that made me laugh. Like in some war room somewhere, it's like someone's like, you know, it's really got something. That Colts running back coach, man. See that Jonathan Taylor guy? <laughs> Look at the results, bro. Look at the results. Yeah, like Matt Rule. Like, right, so the they job. need a new. They need a new offensive coordinator. They're like, oh, we have Christian McCaffrey. What if like we just got their coach and then Christian McCaffrey be Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, they're like so facto. Boom, boom. Mm, check this out. So we have a really good running back. You know who else is really good running back? Colts. What if we got <laughs> that coach? What if we just got their coach to be our coach? I then swear we would be them. I swear this goes on. They really do need to be more creative. I want some NASA scientists on a coaching staff. I'm not giving up this platform. The Rams wide receiver coach is definitely going to be next. The Panthers. I was just thinking that. Oh, man. Who's coaching this Cooper Cup guy? Let's get into it. (laughs) Quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. Today's show is brought to you by McKenzie's Custom Magic Mixers. With the football playoffs going on, it's a great time to get together with friends for the big party. But to make your party truly stand out, you've got to bring in some beverage mixes that go above and beyond. And buying a regular off-the-shelf mixer will do anything but make your party unique. That's where Mackenzie's Mixers comes in. Here's what Mackenzie does. She customizes her party mixes to match your friends' exact moods, attitudes, and personalities. Here's how it works. You have your friends fill out a quick, super fast two-minute quiz online to answer questions about how their life is going in general. Then she blends up her magic mixers to give them just the jolt they need to feel their best self. Other parties have mixes like strawberry or lemon. With Mackenzie's custom magic mixers, you and your friends can try great concoctions like, I wish my girlfriend liked me more, or working at a restaurant at 35 isn't really that bad, or sure, it's not ideal, but paying off your student loans until the day you die at least comes with some great memories, right? These custom mixes bring your party to the next level and make you the host with the most. Check them out today. Mackenzie's Custom Magic Mixers. It's cheaper than therapy. Time to bring on the unnecessary bets of the week. These bets are so unnecessary. Everybody go and grab your Rough sliding in betting land. Rough sliding. (laughs) I was still called terrible again last week. The only game I really called correctly was that the Titans were going to choke. Everything else I was uh, completely, completely off on. Having said that, the Packers did have the plus six and a half until about three minutes left, until that blocked punt that went for the end zone. So it felt like, but even as I was watching, I was like, I don't feel good about winning this bet, even if I win it. Like this is, they look terrible. That you know, the the Packers did not look good. They scored seven points right away, and then they they fall apart the rest of the game. So it it was just an uncomfortable bet the whole time. So this it just gets these lines get so so tough to find value because there's only a few games and everyone's paying attention. So stick to the experts here at Hijinks. And I've got, I want to ride this. I don't know how, I, I kind of feel like the Rams could blow out the Niners. And I'm tempted to take San Francisco plus three and a half, but I feel like that's jumping on at the top. It's like when, you, when you're not on a ride and then it's like a stock is like going crazy and you're like, now I'm going to buy. So yeah. I, I want we'll to go Niners high, plus three and a not half. Not buy high. Yeah, I feel like I'd be buying high if I went Niners three and a half. So give me the Rams minus three and a half. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that is not 
what was in the notes. That is not what's in the notes. I can't do it. We I got just, a habitual I, line stepper over here. You mentioned that the Rams could blow them out. And I'm like, I don't see the Niners blowing the Rams out. Well, hell no. Well, yeah, I'm with you on that. I am taking the side that the Rams make the Niners look like who we thought they were. Now, I could see it going either way, but when I play out the entire game scenario in my head, and yes, that happens at a 1x rate, so it does take me about three hours, I (laughs) see that the Rams do kick their ass. So I'm going to go with that. My my premonitions only steer me wrong like 48% of the time. San Francisco has won, I think, seven straight against the Rams. Does that change your mind? No. So All right. So Rams are due. You're going, we're, going, due. We're, we're going Rams are due. Incredible uh, wide receiver coach. Man, that, that kicker, though, uh, that three and a half versus three, mm. uh, you could definitely see it being a three-point game, right? You could. Point. Yeah. Anything yeah. 27-24, something like that. Yeah. So. All right, I guess. Oh man, I don't know. I, I'm like still undecided on that one. I like, I, you know, I, I, I'll go Rams. I guess I'll go Rams. All right, okay. give me. What about Casey over Cincinnati? I'll let you go first. Who do you got? It's the line yeah. is seven. So Casey minus seven. I was hoping this line would be like four. No yeah, I've got Casey. It feels like they're going to come in here with some momentum, and you could say the same for. Cincinnati since obviously they both won but I look at last week's results and if the Chiefs put 42 on the Bills I cannot see the Bengals defense doing better than that no and I mean, even though they held the Tigers to 16 but yeah so I just yeah I think the Chiefs are going to run up the score again and and the, the Bengals aren't going to be able to keep up seven is a lot seven is a lot the I mean the last time the Bengals won 35-31. So interesting thing, and these two teams played in the last weeks of the regular season, both uh San Francisco That's and the Rams. They too. played in yeah. the very last week, right? Yeah, uh, I think so. And then Cincinnati Bengals, that 35 class where Zach Taylor was like rolling the dice unnecessarily. <laughs> Just take your cards right. and go. Uh kick the field goal with uh, although I he like he didn't want to leave like 10 seconds left, I guess. That's you know well, and now we see why. Now, yeah, Zach Taylor was like, I knew it. Screw you, talk radio hosts. Yeah. I knew it. Screw uh, you, hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> Zach Taylor, big listener, big listener. He emails a lot too. Uh, but give me KC. I just, I basically, with the Rams and KC, I just like, who's the better team? I don't, I don't like care about the spread, I guess. I just, if I, who do I think is going to win? If I don't think the underdog can win, I'm not that interested in betting them. The Niners would need a lot to go right. I think like, you know, a blocked punt, a couple interceptions because the Rams defensive line. So, all right, I'm, I'm going both favorites, I guess. All right. So the over under in Cincinnati is 54. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm hoping for another shootout. It seems a little too obvious. Maybe it but... opened at 51 and it got bet up to 54. Mm. So that's a lot of steam. Surprised it opened at 51, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, this yeah, is a life over. is too short to bet the under bet for me like i i want to go in the chiefs bengals like let's see some points <laughs> and i don't know if i if i lose that bet because it went under i'll i'll have like lost anyway because the you know the game will have not been uh so i'd rather like double up with an insane game and the over 
than than risk the under. The way the under happens is if it's like 35-14, right? That the that the Bengals don't keep up. Right. You know, that that's if that's the scenario you think it happened, it's kind of like a clear under. Like, and that, you know, that could happen. Uh, but I don't think the Chiefs defense is going to be hold Burrow down. Burrow, Burrow kind of has that look. I mean, Burrow went third in our rookie QB contract draft. I mean, wouldn't he go number one today if we did it? Potentially, yeah. Maybe we need to run it back. Over Herbert? <laughs> Let's do the same segments. That would be a lot easier. There's definitely no recency bias in the way we conduct ourselves on this show. <laughs> we, we definitely stay far there. Look, that's what I'm asking. Like, I mean, like Burrow's making a playoff run here. I guess, I don't know. I that's went Murray. Awesome. I, I still go Murray. I think he has the highest upside. Well, now you see what happened to me. All right, so 49ers Rams, the over-under is 46. What do you got? I, I wouldn't take that in terms of best bets. I, I would avoid that one. It I don't get a, a strong inclination either way. The scenarios, you know, I would probably lean over, honestly, but, man, it's like how many points are the Niners going to score? That's really the question. Can they string together a couple of touchdowns? 46 could look like a lot if it's a uh, seven to three at halftime. Right. You know, you're like, there's been some 46. Like oh God. Uh, I'm going under on this one. So I'm going to pick a bet. I 49ers Rams. I, I don't know. It's the third time they've played. I just, I don't know. I kind of don't think Garoppolo, Jimmy G's as good looking as he is. I don't think he's going to mesmerize the, you know, Aaron Donald and the Rams. Not team. in LA, man. They're all good looking in LA. So they're used to that lifestyle. It's an excellent point. All right, hit us with your Hail Mary. All right, my boy, Jason Kidd, has got the Mavs playing like champions on to the NBA. If you don't know who Jay Kidd is, you need to tune out now. They've been on this a run. This is 40 to 1, Coach of the Year. Hmm, They've been on a run. Year. I mean, the, the stats coach for the year. this run, they're 11 and 2. They've had the top defensive rating by a large margin, number two in that period, Golden State is six points less on the defensive rating. They've held, I think, every team under 100. And the defense just, is what's impressive. I mean, it's been me. incredible. I mean, they went from very average to below average to one of the best in the league. Now, it's been only been 13 games. I realize that is not enough of a sample size to, you know, crown them the next uh, Detroit Pistons from the 90s, but I, do see a big difference. Porzingis is playing aggressive and the team is bought in. Like they are clearly having fun playing defense and man, they look like a different team out there. I'm a little nervous that they're, they're peaking kind of at the moment, but yeah, 40 to one right now for coach of the year. So why not throw 10 bucks on that? I like those odds. Coach of the year is going to be good this year. Uh, kind of funny to think about, but Taylor Jenkins in Memphis, they're having a really cool season. Yeah, uh, Billy Donovan in Chicago, they're having an, uh, a, an above and beyond type season. Monty Williams in Phoenix, I mean, the what are they, 37 and nine or something right now? And they went to the yeah. finals last year. So they look he, awesome. He's got some competition, but if the Mavs get up to like the three seed, I like it. All right, I'll stay in the NBA here too for my Hail Mary. Uh, give me Joel Embiid MVP. You know, it was 12 to one, then it was eight to one, now it's five and a half to one. It's his to lose. I mean, honestly, yeah. Like, because Curry had as as insane as he is, he's fallen off, and you know the narrative is just getting a little old. Embiid, 
carrying the team without Simmons. I mean, he's averaging 34 points a game in January, 34 and, and 10 awesome. rebounds. It's crazy. He, he's been, and he's been like even better than that. He scored 50 points in 27 minutes. I don't, you, you just kind of like, wild. wait a second. Yeah. He missed 11 games and the Sixers are pretty damn good. What, you know, when he's playing. So I like it. Just feels like he was the per game MVP last year. And yep. if he can stay healthy, big if always with Embiid, but like if he can play like most of these last 30, 35 games, like I, I don't know. I, I it's his to lose. I think it's a good bet. I like Embiid. So I, I'm I'm hoping he gets an MVP. Seems like you know he's deserving, like you said, on a per game basis. So if he stays healthy, finishes the season, you know, at, at this kind of level and and they make the playoffs, you know, that, I, I would think that's really the only caveat. I don't think they have to go even far necessarily. If they miss the playoffs somehow. You got to be like a top four seed, I think. Yeah, you think so? Well, you know. I mean, not literally, right? There's been there's been uh, lower seeds and even non-playoff. But yeah, my gut is they miss the playoffs, he's out. It doesn't matter what he does. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. My gut would be like at least a six. Like they're like six seeds. Yeah. Still got a shot. Well, you, you can't be in the play-in. I don't think can't be the play in or even seven and eight feels like you barely got in. Well, I guess. Yeah. So, but yeah, man, I like it. Uh, and you know, again, no bias here. I just happened to pick one that was Mavs related. You happen to pick the one that was six was related. That just happens when you're a neutral observer, bring it into the crystal ball. Take a look. I want to take a look at Grayson Allen retiring. I hope this happens tomorrow, if not today. Grayson Allen, get out of here. <laughs> like at some point, you're a dirty player, and people, you should just be excommunicated from the league for hurting Alex Caruso. Yeah, Grayson Allen, I'd like to speak directly to you if I could. You're ugly. Your face is ugly. You look like a d bag. Uh, yeah, I realize in real life you're pretty big and you kick my ass but you know what on the basketball court you don't look that big because other people are bigger and you're ugly and you're mean and i'm sick of it so stop tripping people stop hurting people uh everyone's sick of it and if i have my way another bigger tougher nba dude is gonna kick your ass i would vote for uh let's go pj tucker yeah if grayson allen's on your team i'm not rooting for your team okay He's on the Bucks, right? Forget the Bucks. I hate they suck. I'm yeah. not in on the Bucks this year. Grayson yeah, Allen's on what kind team. of jerk GM is okay putting a jerk like that on the team? Exactly. And if you didn't see the play, he tosses Caruso down uh, totally unnecessarily, and then he and then he gives a stupid look of like, what? Oh, I did. Oh, uh, what happened? If you he's got a five minute sizzle reel of dirty plays that he did in college. It's on YouTube. Grayson Allen, dirty plays. Five minutes on YouTube. It's like he's doing stuff exactly like this, and he's giving that same exact look. Like he trips the guy, the famous one where he trips the guy. The guy falls over, and then he goes, he he like throws his hands up in the air. It's like, oh well, he goes to he extends his hand like he's gonna pick him up. The guy's like, get out of here, man. He's the little kid that that doesn't understand how much their parents can see. The little kid that's like, 
no, I didn't do that. And it's like, well, <laughs> you don't understand because you're two feet tall, but actually like, I know everything you're doing all the time. I can see like behind that. you. Yeah. He's I, like, I know you're holding something behind your back. Right. Exactly. He's like, puts his leg out, you know, oh, what? They'll never know that. That totally looked like a natural play. It's like, dude, not only is it really obvious in real time, but you ever heard of replays? <laughs> like everyone knows what you're doing. There's stop, cameras from every angle now, bro. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah he's disgusting. Get him out of there. And the Bucks. I hope you don't, hope you don't make the playoffs. No. Well, I have an important question. It's been on my mind. I've tried to let it go, but I just can't. So love John Morant. Uh, love what he's doing. One of the best verticals I've seen. But we yeah. got to talk about his name. Okay, Ja J A. Sounds cool, John Morant. I can't help but notice his age, and kind of working backwards on uh, when he was born and you know, nine months before that. And that was like peak jaw rule. There was a lot of jaw rule on MTV and, you know, around the world. Now this dude's name's jaw now. So your investigative reporting, investigative reporting has led you to let me hear. I can't shake it. I can't shake the notion. I would be willing to bet genuinely that at a minimum, he was named after jaw rule. His mother was inspired to name her child after jaw rule, which in itself is hilarious. But perhaps he was conceived if, like during a Ja Rule song. Yeah, definitely the one featuring Jennifer Lopez. Could Ja Rule be the father? And they got a little agreement. <laughs> don't want to announce this. Didn't want the publicity, whatever, under the table deal. It's like one of those morning talk show hosts. Uh, <laughs> Skip Bayless would love this. Yeah. Angle. I want to see LeBron. We just got to give a little shot to LeBron, who's crushing it. His, he's having like his best season in several years. Uh, he's scoring 29 points per game right now. That's the most since 2009, 2010. So a little fountain of youth action for LeBron. Anthony Davis is coming back <clears throat> this week. He's coming back after five weeks out. So, I mean, can the Lakers put something together? Like, can they get a run going of some kind? I don't know. They're on the play in bubble right now. They, they certainly haven't gotten anything going since we did our 500 uh, teams draft. They are one game under 500. Uh, and uh, while are they on it, my team or your team? They're on my team. I got both LAs. And <laughs> oh, great. Excellent. It's looking bad. You're kicking my ass. You have plus 15 uh, above 500 collectively. I have negative four. Uh, wow. So that is impressive. You are 19 wins ahead of me at this point. Um, <laughs> not really sure how that happened. One reason you have the Mavs, which, you know, we I ended up with the Nuggets and the Mavs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mavs are seven games over. Nuggets are three games over. The Hornets are five games over. Celtics are still 500. All right. So this, this is good. Cause I'm uh, at least I did better in this season long type thing. Cause you were crushing me in best bets the last several weeks. So yeah. Yeah. I guess it evens out. It evens out a little bit. And that's our show. Thanks for being here. Thanks for watching. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a great week. And until we speak again, stay jinxed. Be sure to tune in next week when we discuss how often should you change out your cat litter.